Okay, so welcome then hey, to the podcast. Thanks for having <laughs> me here. Yeah, so so the reason why I, I, I want to do this podcast, right, is actually just to kind of like um, just inform people a bit more about what to expect at their job. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. So so basically, let's keep it casual. Lah. Okay. You don't have to make it so, so tense and so awkward. Okay, okay. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so then, so how are you, man? Uh, I've been okay, I think, but the f- this few days have been a bit tiring. Why? Yeah? Uh, I think because, uh, okay, recently my project has like launched already in a sense. La, so, mm. uh, the, uh, because my team is quite lean in a sense that there's only like two people for now. Yeah. Uh, so we have to do like kind of developmental work mm. on a project. Maybe I can, yeah, as well as, uh, support work. Maybe I can explain. A bit of what I do la. So the thing is that uh, uh, I I mean I work uh, in uh, kind of like a internal IT apps development uh, area of uh, uh, Singtel. Mm. So actually, we, what we do is we build uh, apps for the company, yep. the staff to actually like uh, we build the apps to support them la, and and actually like increase the product productivity. Mm. So the thing is that uh uh my I mean the current app that I'm doing right is supposed to help uh uh other employees actually like have a kind of like a portal or central uh place where they can access all the other productivity apps that they use maybe uh, their emails and some other kind of apps uh, that they use for uh HR and stuff like that. Oh. And so like this this particular app is actually uh, like a mobile app mm. for them to kind of manage their 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 the rest of their apps so that they have a, like a kind of like a central place to access their the rest of their apps la. it's it's meant more for them not to get like this thing called app fatigue la. because yeah. can you imagine like you have so many apps that you have to to like download and use for your company i think you get fed up you know and just like choose not to yeah. to use them anymore so this is meant to counteract that yeah. meant to make the employees experience a bit more uh enjoyable if you say so wait the, the app you're talking about is is internal internally Singtel is using or like you're talking about other businesses are also using no no, no. current oh. it's only internally Singtel oh so internally you're trying to help the people in Singtel to to basically help them to to manage their tasks better manage the yes apps in a sense yes that, that's what what yeah. what does uh, it's because it's a productivity app. It's yeah. meant to be like a supporting platform to right. other employees as well. Yeah. So actually, yeah, uh, I I found it quite interesting. Quite actually, I, I know you for for quite a while already. I know you for three or four years already, right? Mm. Five years. I feel like I know you for four, for three four years, but I feel like I don't know you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that I find it interesting is that how you you move. You studied film, right? In, yeah. In yeah. NTU, so. Then after that, now you're doing something to do with uh, back-end engineering. You're doing like some software engineering yeah. in Singtel. So actually, I'm very, very uh, curious right, as to why you get into film first. Yeah. Ah. And then how you learn all this back-end stuff. And then how do you end up getting into Singtel? Yeah, I think this is basically this is something that I found it quite quite interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe I'll start with like how I got into film first. Yeah. So the thing is that uh after my my uh JC right yeah. uh what 
what my 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 school is kind of like the equivalent of JC lah. But uh, after my JC, right, I actually was applying for uni. Yep. And I think in my first uh, uh first year of application, right, I applied for... Actually, I didn't actually originally intend to do the arts. I applied for chemical engineering, if you... Oh. I mean, <laughs> if, uh, I mean if you're familiar with that, yeah, but uh, I didn't get accepted. <laughs> la. Wait, NTU or NUS? NUS. Oh, okay. Uh, applied to other courses in NTU as well. I think sciences and some materials thing, but I didn't get that. Also. So, uh, the time I was kind of down. La, and then, however, uh, like during my army years, yeah. uh, the thing is that I actually picked up uh, programming. This is when I started programming, actually. I started with some kind of like HTML and JavaScript. Uh, because back then in the army, right, I was posted to some location in Mindef, although I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to say where, la, but uh, basically I had the opportunity to actually learn uh, coding and as well as I used that, uh, what I learned actually to kind of build simple systems uh, for uh, people inside my, my department or yeah, or my unit, la, if you will, la, to actually do certain jobs. La. So Mo- wait, mainly like web. So they actually pay you to do it, or they oh, sorry they they teach you how to do it, or you learn it you have to learn it yourself. Like no, I, I, I learn learn it from my other NS, uh, oh. friends like, who were also doing that like, because my department mainly focused on my unit mainly focused on some IT things. Like, oh, things. so okay, so so you you did HTML and JavaScript. Yeah. So was it easy? Was it easy to? The first time I I started to fiddle around with it, I think it took like a while to actually get used to it because I wasn't like too familiar with uh coding yet I think and also I uh I was still not quite like used to like how logic works and all that thing but once you slowly start to pick it up and you actually achieve certain like small goals right you actually find it can be quite a rewarding experience. Right? Especially like getting something that you maybe were debugging for the last two hours to actually like finally work, right? I think that is where the, the payoff comes. Huh? So so the first project you have, was it very, very difficult? Like, like when you first was doing the MinDev project, right? Like was it difficult? Or was it like something that was very easy? And, I think yeah. right now when you look at it, right? Be, I mean, it seemed to be very easy. But uh, at that time, I think I spent like, a few like days trying to like uh find out how to kind of do like some kind of in a sense a simple mm. search keyword search uh function mm. like, like over a data source like, if you will okay and that, that right now if you look at it right it can actually be done quite simply but then at the time because I didn't no coding so well, right? So it actually took quite a few days to figure out what was wrong with my code. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I managed to solve it. And that was like, I mean, a payoff la, personally to me oh. once I managed to actually get it to work. La. But, but how do you how do you start though? Because actually I also go and try, I go and try like doing some coding lessons. Like they have this free website called um, Free Code Camp, is it? Or Free something. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, like Code Academy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, they, they, they give you like different stages of like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3 and then they start HTML first. Then you have to build a website. Then they will give you like step by step. So 
the thing that is that I want to ask is like how how do you get from like the from like the 1.1 stage to the to build like a website or something like that like how, do, how, how do you even like how do you even start this thing how do you even like because like, for me when I, when I first started right I really get lost from like mm. 1.1 like what, what is this backspace then how to type this then slash then something else and then space bar and enter and yeah tap or this thing I mean, I think uh, when you start, right, you have to be a bit patient with yourself, lah, like, because you can't expect yourself to to actually follow, uh, like meet or know the best practices, follow certain conventions. Even I don't know the best practices, you know. I'm still like kind of like, still early on in training, lah. I would say, and uh, so you have to be patient with yourself. I think that's one thing. Second, I think it'll be better to actually have like a not just actually follow a tutorial because tutorials are good but the thing is that I think if you have a project in mind actually to, to build I think that makes it uh all the more better because the thing is that you have a goal to work towards yeah, to. correct. Yeah. and of course uh, I think it's okay to be ambitious even with your, your, your starting project it's just that you must be patient like you must understand that it may take some time for you to actually acquire those skills and then be able to reach that certain level and then uh, subsequently, once you manage to like, uh, actually, I mean, build what you are aiming for, right? I think, uh, you can continue to improve it. I think another thing is that you may also choose to break down your, your huge goal into like smaller goals in the sense that oh, maybe this day I choose to achieve like a certain functionality of of the the the, the thing that I'm building. Mm. If I manage to hit this goal, oh, I I feel. Uh, happy because I, I have actually like managed to achieve what I set out to do for that particular day you know mm. even if you haven't finished the whole thing right like bit by bit you actually see that you're making progress but I guess if you're I mean if you're, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure whether in the army they give you a very strict deadline or, or is it like a free oh no because yeah. during that time right that was actually not not my main main job oh. that was side projects uh, that, that I was given to do while actually doing my main kind of data entry kind of thing. Also, this side project is there's no time limit on it's just based on your own mm, time mm, target. That, I was very fortunate to have that lah. Yes. Oh. So, but this yeah. this side project is kind of like uh enhance uh what we did for like because mainly we do like data entry lah. You know, as 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 clerks lah. You know. Yeah. So this side project actually help us to actually do the data entry faster. And not just that, I think also like organized data, gee. So in a way, it was beneficial for all of us because we just like, you know, just fill in and then I click on button, right? Form submit, add to to the the database. Also, also, it's, also you're trying to you're you're trying to build something to help to kind of um again like make it easier for people to write the data and yes yes oh okay oh well, that's quite interesting yeah. Also, you've been doing that for... So, you did that side project for about two years in NS. Uh, no, I, I did a few side projects in NS, actually. Because that was just, like, one of the few projects that I did. I think I also... Yeah, I also picked up, actually, like, visual basic scripting in in NS also. So, we did, <laughs> actually, like, custom functions or macros for our Excel also when we had to do data processing and entry, like. And I think that sped up like a lot of processes as well. Okay, I think I think I want to clarify what NS is uh, for those people who are viewing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there'll be zero viewers. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to clarify that NS is like a 
two years compulsory military yeah military service <laughs> for all males in Singapore and yeah so then Daniel actually was able to learn some coding during his army time which is good yeah. but during my, my during my my time in national service I I didn't really learn much it's more like a night to five every day and I just try to get out of work every day and yeah that's that's my goal was to just to get out as quickly as possible and then and then after that so after army you you got into so how do you so film was uh like uh your what what your what choice when you were entering university because you, okay, you said so chemical yeah, engineering was your first choice so right? when I reapplied for the uni second year right yeah my first choice were changed to computer science and engineering yeah okay yeah that makes sense the second and third choices were both engineering or science okay. choices but I added chose to add art as a fourth choice because the thing is that mm. back in high school I actually did like fine arts uh, as one of my fine arts yes fine arts uh, like drawing oh. painting and and uh, the like la. I don't know how to describe yeah la, some arts la, basically as uh, one of my subjects la. and so I mean because my, my grades weren't like super fantastic yeah. I mean when I graduated uh, from kind of like the JC level high school or, or whatever you will la. so I mean I applied for, for art as well la, ADM la, NTU and so it stands for art design media ADM by the way so so uh, I applied for that it's my fourth choice Uh, didn't originally didn't expect to like get in there la, but the, during my second year I got one offer only and that was from art, art design oh. media so I took it during that time la, and I took it with the intention of actually like going into this uh, major okay. called interactive media. So what they do is like uh, game design okay. but as well as game programming because I thought that that would be like oh. interesting to me la, and I, it's still aligned with my interests. La. So wait, that's a specialization for, for EDM. EDM. Yes. ADM yes. Okay. So that's your second year you specialize or the first year? Uh, so the thing is that Based on your first year, first semester results, okay, you kind of like choose what you want to do, and then if let's say you do super well, yeah, you're given priority to actually like choose whatever you want, choose your your specialization. So okay. based off your first year, first sem results, right, we kind of got streamed already. Oh, and that's the thing. So I chose well, I chose interactive media as uh my uh first choice, right, for yeah. specialization, right. The thing is that I didn't get it lah. Because mm. I think the first year was quite competitive. La, and I think that particular year, I think a lot more people actually wanted to choose interactive media, which previous years, I I heard that it wasn't that popular. Strangely enough, right? Yeah. It became popular that year. <laughs> so I got into filmmaking instead. La. At first, I was quite disappointed. La. Okay. Uh, but I decided to just continue. Yeah. And I think, like, throughout... Uh, uh, my time in ADM, right, like doing film, right, I actually learned uh, different skills, uh, like how to do, tell a story, mm. as in how to write for film as well, mm. how to, to actually uh, use a camera, although I can't really remember so much of the technical details, but I do know how to compose a shot at least. Uh, at least. Okay. I do know the, the terminology behind like uh, certain ways of actually doing shots, uh, but then when it comes to like things like f-stop and all those technical details about a camera i can't exactly remember because 
Cameron Cameron wasn't exactly in my my area of interest lah during that time. However, I did do maybe a more of a, a film specialization in like sound. Oh, in sound. In sound, and also uh, I did a bit of production as well lah. So as a producer, I think what I learned right being a producer is you learn how to solve problems. Yeah. You learn very practical things uh, like uh how to to kind of like. Link up with people, you know, get get help and sources. Uh, really, because as a producer, right, you have to do everything. You know, you have to plan out the the film schedule for for everybody. You have to work with a director. Whatever they want, you're supposed to acquire as a producer. You know. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah. of course you can can negotiate lah. But basically, you are a negotiator, problem mm. solver. And so I think that was actually a very good skill to actually like pick up so lah in film. I think it teaches you how to to think fast in a sense, lah. Certain times and how to problem solve. Okay, so but so you 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 did filmmaking, lah. Yeah, in, yeah, in, in uni. Uni, but at the same time, yeah. I never like lost that interest in coding, lah. Oh. So I took like a, a minor in 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 computer science. Lah. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uni years. Yeah, but I I realized that actually was was there a lot of people in filmmaking in your cohort. During your time, no, not a lot. Only not about twenty right. plus. But were they were they very like, like very, like very like, sell on or very very like, very interested in in like making movies or are they just, like just like. I think most of them actually like like move on right to actually do, film actually. So yes, ah, uh, I would say that they are quite sell on ah. Uh, oh, and course, they yeah. are quite passionate lah. Uh, I would say, some of them even drop out. You know, like that's normal lah. Yeah lah. To do their own YouTube. Yeah, career. <laughs> yeah, cause cause I think ah uh, like, I mean I got I mean no offense ah uh, I don't I don't I don't want to be I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, but the yeah, thing is worry. that yeah, but the thing is that I, in Singapore I feel that, I feel that things like filmmaking or fine arts right it's not necessary to get a degree right yes it's not I, necessary to get a degree but it's it's not like um how do I say this ah uh, like it's not something that 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 the the government kind of like push people to want to like achieve or like there's not a lot of funding or not, not a lot of like recognition mm. for people like that it's not like you're discovering like a, a, it's like a scientist or engineer or like a, a doctor yeah, yeah. or computer computer science yeah computer engineer yeah yeah yeah, I guess yeah so, so that's why I, I, I think that it's like quite I'm quite surprised that, that I mean like, there's still people who 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 goes into filmmaking lah. yeah because when I first when I first heard it that you were you did film in NTL I was like well, you must be very interested in like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like movies or like uh, you want to write your own movie or like yeah, you're interested in those like Hollywood stuff and and then and then after I, I realized that you were not that interested in it and then you were more interested in doing coding and stuff yeah so the thing is that you say that some of your friends actually branch out to do like your own YouTube so do you, so how how successful are they though at now oh. doing YouTube and stuff. I mean, uh, okay, for those, uh, the two that I know who did YouTube, I don't know how successful they are. I can't remember uh, if they actually gotten more popular in the, the recent years. Lah, but I know that at one time, I think something that they did got viral actually on on something about something about Ishun or, or was it like, Yochu Kang being some like dark place in Singapore. Oh, yeah, I did Ishun. Wait, the two some, of them are working some, together. 
two of them working together. I mean, if right. if you ever heard J O U product, J U O productions, right? J O U. J U O productions. No man. Never. I know that that my one of them right is actually uh, uh kind of like also an actor. So I see him sometimes on like some advertisements or something like that. So. Also, he's really he's really in the industry already before he he joined. Yes, and I think that's why he also like decided not to continue with with his studies now because he already oh. has like his own gig already. Yeah, the better. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so did that make you want to do like your own YouTube channel as well? No, not not YouTube. <laughs> like, I mean, as well. I mean, not, like, not like, YouTube. Like the four years but, you were in uni, right? Has it made you? Has it changed you to like okay, I want to do a bit of filmmaking myself? Like no, not not exactly filmmaking. But the thing is that like I, I still haven't given up like this uh this kind of like, dream that I have to actually like make a game uh, because well I think filmmaking and games are a bit different. Yeah. They're similar. Because Correct. the thing is that you are telling a story. Yeah. Like a narrative. La, and I I think I have not lost my appreciation for the arts, even though I'm still doing I'm doing like uh uh computing, I'm doing uh software related because I, I'm still working towards the goal right yeah and one day I can like build games uh, because I can tell stories through that medium yeah correct and I can I can do it like interactively you know yeah so I think that is my one of my my kind of end goals uh, you could say to to build a game like an app like to to be a uh, game designer uh, kind yes of kind of uh, not, not exactly a game designer but maybe a producer oh wait what's the difference between a producer and a designer of a so uh, like for example if you're a designer you do like like the okay I I, I do not what's the different hmm. different areas of design there's like level design so you do uh, you design like meet the world okay. or there's other forms of design as well like if you're going to be a 3D modeler or something like that right yeah. there's also a form of design but then there's also like a designer in a sense that you yeah la, like uh, you plan out the 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 world, but I think in like when you say you're a producer, right? You kind of like, uh, take up a similar role to like a film producer, like in the sense that you actually like manage everything. Yeah. But not just a man manage, but you kind of like, I think there's a degree that of direction that you also have la Okay. In in the project as well. So who is actually the the person in charge, the designer or the or the producer itself, right? If you put like, them. Okay, if you're doing like indie games, right? The thing is that, like in the independent production, so yeah. you can be the designer and the producer as well. Right. I mean, you can be a one man show, you know, make the game as well. Wait, one person can just make the game, like one person. Yeah, it depends on how ambitious you are for <laughs> the project, lah. Like. If you're you're trying to make Maple Story, right? One person, right? I say no go, man. I think, <laughs> uh, you think like like forever. But the thing is that if it's a simple game, you start off with a simple game or a simple proof of concept idea, right? Okay, what what's what's a simple game first? Hmm, yeah, how do I say like? I think, for example, I don't, okay, this is a bad example, but Flappy Bird okay. is a simple game. I can code it, right? Within, like, one day. But you, was, you, it. But you know, it's such a, it's such a, like a, what's it called? It's such a... Viral Yeah, it's such a viral, right? yeah, it's a, it's a viral game that, you know, that they took it off the, they took it off either the, the App Store or the Play Store. And then, you know, people are, uh, uh, people who downloaded the game, oh, wait, wait it's, a, it's an Apple Store. Because I remember that they, people are selling their iPhones. So, People are selling the iPhones on either Carousel or eBay, right? They have the game Flappy Bird. And they sell it for like, they mark up by like two, three times the price. Just because the they never they never deleted the app. Because the people mm. who, who still kept the app before the app was taken off the store, right? Were, are still able to play the 
Flappy Bird game. And there are people who actually pay a lot of money just to buy the phone to play that game. Yeah. So, so you're, you're saying that Flappy Bird itself was a game that was created by just like one person. Like, it's, it's created by one person. It can be created by one person because like, <laughs> like I have... Okay, so in one of my my kind of like programming classes, I've created Flappy Bird actually. Oh. Yes. Okay, and okay. I, all of us had to create Flappy Bird. As in, it's a simple game to create. It's just that, that I mean, as an artist, right, you probably wouldn't want to create this and release that, you know. And I mean, if you're making it for money, right, sure, go ahead. Like, I think uh, if you want to make money, right, then <laughs> I think the best route is to actually create like many multiple mini games and release them on a mobile platform, you know. Yeah. And then eventually, right, you're going to like amass some amount of dollar doing yeah. that. But I think... Uh, I mean, if you want to go further with your, your craft, right, then, I mean, I think it's also good, right, to have, like, like a like a story that you actually want to tell. La, and then from there on, right, you you build up on it. La. But as well as uh, also build a world. I mean, if it depends on what type of game you want, you want to create. La, so. so what are some games that you, 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 you play and that you feel that it's very... How do I say this? It's very... That uses a lot of like a lot of like designing, a lot of coding, a lot of like you 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 feel that the game is a lot of um how do I say this? Uh um has a lot of work to be done. That you need a lot of uh thinking and designing. Oh, a lot of games actually need a lot of work to be done. I think one of the games that that uh I can think of right offhand. Yeah. Uh is uh right now uh, at least that I'm playing uh is uh kind of like okay, so one of the games I'm playing right now is Genshin Impact. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so the, the <laughs> thing about it is that actually if you notice right, the the programmers not really the programmers, but the, the designers, the world level designers actually like and they work together with their team. Yeah. And they actually like put in a lot of detail, right, in 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 what they they actually made for the game. Like for example, like if you for example if let's say there are houses in the the game yeah. then you go close to like a window right inside the house right you can actually hear what people say in the house kind of like eavesdrop you know oh they make it so yeah so, so, so in detail you know? uh. and the thing is that they come up with like stories for for the game and they actually like have to link up the stories right from one to another this is called continuity like in film you also know like, that that actually when you like create a story your story has to flow yeah. and certain details, right? If you make a mistake, you skip it or you forget about it, right? And then you make a contradiction at the, the later part of the story, right? Yeah. The audience, some of them will catch it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is that you have to ensure continuity in your 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 flow of your story yeah. as well. And the thing is that as a game designer, you have to do, or as a, a game story writer, la, you mm. also have to do the same thing. You have to ensure continuity, you have to remember what you wrote, you can bring it back also and add it to a different point of time in the game, you know. And I think all this takes like, a lot of detail, it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of passion also to, for as a, as a, be it a designer, storyteller, to actually like, remember all this, right, and then bring it back, you know. Mm. And, and I think it takes a big team la, to actually do it. La. I'm definitely, la, all the programming, all the, the, the modeling, the design, someone has to draw the, the images. One thing. Another game that I can think of that has quite a lot of detail is uh I think Elder Scrolls uh Skyrim yes. and all, all that. They they also actually add, add a lot of, of this kind of 
details in, but it's been quite a long time since I, I played Skyrim. But I remember it was the 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 key to to like a good game mm. is the same as like a good film. You want to immerse the audience. You yeah. want them to be caught in the world. You want them to forget that they're actually playing a game, actually. But actually experience the world, right? Mm. As if they were inside the world, you know. And how you, you do that is uh, use narrative devices. La. Narrative devices? Like? Uh, like in filmmaking, right? I mean, first, like one thing is that you don't... There, 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 there are many like narrative devices, la, like sound. I don't know how to describe it. Like, oh, uh, or to capture people, you know, to make them want to like feel like they're already immersed. In yes, the yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, you told me about the the, the Genshin impact, right? And then you told me that you 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 were able to play it both on your phone and on the PC, right? Ah, uh, that, that's called crossplay. Yes. Yeah. So, are there a lot of games right now that are doing that? Like doing this kind of like, Whoa, you're okay. able to do, hmm. or is it just this is like something very new that that Genshin? I don't think it's very new, but. I think not many games actually implement it well. Okay. And games, especially games that were built out, I mean, built on older technologies, right? Yeah. They find it a bit more difficult to actually migrate over to, to the the system that actually supports it. Like like what like what games? Okay, so one game mm. that I used to play. I mean, mm. maybe I'll still play it eventually, but, uh, so there's this game called Warframe. I don't know. It's, it used to be, pretty popular la, But the thing is that they have. Uh, the game over like multiple platforms so they have like Warframe on PlayStation Warframe on computer but they don't support crossplay even though for the longest time they said they wanted to actually do crossplay I think one of the reason why they actually don't support like uh, uh, play, being able to play on PS5 and PC together right one of the reasons is because I mean they are they work on a technology that has been built for them like, or rather they, they built like me 10 years ago and then the thing is that to actually like uh, maybe that technology during the time crossplay was not thought of yeah. they didn't think of actually building it uh, in such a way where uh, this is only my speculation la, but where PC and PS people can play together la. so the thing is that as they continue to build on top of the game yeah. they were built using the engine particular platform la, yeah. that they have and then the game gets bigger and bigger but the thing is that once you want to introduce the cross-player, right? That you have to actually start from ground up, change the engine, and then that may actually cause like ripple effects, you know, in the, the game. So it's actually very difficult to to migrate depending on how you actually design uh, the game as well. So in a sense, that's where programming is important, you know. Because for example, if you don't design uh, your code, right, with yeah. future in mind, right, or with a certain future in mind, right, then these things happen, you know, where, where you, you want to extend the functionality of yeah it, la. but the the foundation wasn't there, it's there. so it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy because, yeah, because back in the past, nobody knew that, um, say, the PS, that, that people want to, can, want to play on PS5 and the computer and now even the, the mobile phones, right? I mean, like, no one know that everyone will be start using mobile phones, like, mm. like everything they do, they need to use their mobile phones. So, yeah, I think you probably need uh quite a very long-term vision for this yeah because i think even now maple stories is even on mobile also right but you realize that they're separate right the, the, oh they're the still different i don't know the i, I don't, don't think you can play maple yeah mobile 
and connect to the 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 maple on the PC. You know, what I mean. Also, it's two different. It's two different games. Yes, yes, I think so. Oh, actually, I'm not very sure. So, but I always see like people like on Instagram playing it. Then I'm like, oh, I didn't know Maple Story now is on mobile. Because last time, all we do is just play on the desktop. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's something. I, that, I'm not quite sure about that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we can can. So, so actually, um. So you say you're very you're very interested in doing game design, right? Like so, actually, why didn't you you try applying to like game designing companies after you you graduate instead of let's say doing yeah like now you're saying you're doing co- uh coding in in Singtel like being a software engineer in Singtel. I mean the thing is that like at the time I want to actually like actually be an independent developer la, yeah. for games. So I think as an independent developer, right, you actually need to learn development. Yeah. And so like I I wanted to actually get more of like a development job first, lah. Mm. But I can be a I could choose a, a development uh I could tr- choose to try and apply for a development job at a game company lah. It's just that I I think I I first and foremost I think I wanted to get like uh the proper programming skills to actually like build software. And as well as the programming soft skills, la, like uh, learning about software development lifecycle, learning the best practices la, in, in code and design. Still learning, definitely. And I've just only been doing like about six to seven months in a Singtel traineeship. La. And so I think, uh, well, I will not say that like, uh, maybe like it is the most I mean the the best place I could start is a good place is the thing to actually like learn uh, code and actually doing this job is a good place to learn code and learn uh, uh, code design and all, all that because some of the 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 principles that you actually get from like uh, maybe be it uh, actually like software development even for maybe productivity apps right? some of the principles actually do carry over like like uh, certain ways of, of of designing a software, you know, you have to. There are certain best practices, lah, and I think it's good to have those actually best practices being instilled in you, as you code, lah, because you you do want to. I think even as an indie developer, right, you do want to actually produce something that's good, you know. You don't want to to do spaghetti code, lah. Yeah, la. What they say, lah. Right. You know? So I I think it is, uh, it's good for me to like get some practice, you know, and. Actually, learn the ropes also, la. Because I'm, I'll say that I'm still, uh, definitely not very, very experienced technically, and as well as uh, yeah, la, in terms of 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 work, la, You know, so I I think while uh, I mean I will continue to actually like learn, pick up, uh, software development skills, but at the same time, I I think I definitely won't like like lose sight of of. This goal that I do have lah, that to actually become a, maybe an independent developer and do some simple games at the start lah. Yeah. Maybe and then build up from there. I think. So what what are some softwares that you need to learn? Like, or what what are some softwares that you are using now that you think can be brought over to game design? Like what? Mm. Okay, what what's okay? I should say like I should, I should say uh, what software do you need to learn to to be able to do like game design like? Like you say you learn HTML and you learn uh Java in Army, right? So do you think that those are enough for you to 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 do a game or do you need to learn other languages like I don't know, Python or 
or Swift or something like that. Okay, so if you are playing to do a game in for web, so yeah. if you're playing, depends on the platform that you're playing to do a game on. So if you're playing to do a web game, there are libraries that can actually help you to make games in just JavaScript. One of them is called uh, phaser.io. But that's if you are planning to make games for a web uh, platform. Wait, so, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't get it. So there's a there's a place for you to... to uh, so a library is like a like a collection of code okay. that somebody made. Yeah, right. uh, a few people actually could be a group organization made yeah. for the purpose of actually like making it easier for other programmers. So... so one of these uh, library is called Phaser.io that I, I've learned. La. Mm. And this is for web games. So you can use JS, mm. code your own custom kind of JS script. JS is JavaScript. Yeah, JavaScript. You can use, sorry, you can use uh, JavaScript. Okay. Uh, code your game in JavaScript. Yeah. And then use the Phaser.io to actually run that JavaScript game. Okay. You have to learn how to use library though first before you are able to, to, to make. But basically what they did is they make the core Mm. JavaScript code for you to be able to run a game already inside a pl- web platform. Oh, That's what okay. Phaser does. So you have to you have to first code the game first on yourself. Uh, no, no, no. So you learn the library and then you, once you learn the library, you write the code but the code is in JavaScript for the okay. game. So the library has like some custom functions like me like uh, or custom, not custom functions, custom entities like, if you will. Like, mm. Objects like you can create a character already or, or entity or how do I describe it? Like it has some custom uh objects like, like gravity, you know. How do you simulate a gravity in a screen? It has, okay. a, it has the ability to render a screen. Oh, okay. It's the ability so, to refresh uh every like once per twenty-fourth of a second, la, you know. And then you rerun that loop, right? To, yeah. In order to give you that game simulation. La. So Why? that that library has already been coded for you. You just have to learn how to use it. And then you you learn the, the specifics of the library and then you code on top of it. Oh, okay, okay. So you use <coughs> the library as like a, as like a support. As a for, framework. For as a framework, game. yeah. As a framework of what you want to do. But that's for 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 for, for, for web, web games. Web games so if you ask me, right, yes, you can actually code a game using JS actually on web. You can even actually make your own library if you're good enough. But <laughs> I, I think it would be... I mean, that's if you really want to... La. Because I think it'll be very tiring. <laughs> what, what about app games? Like on, on let's say on mobile Play Store, yeah, mobile and all like. Okay, so mobile, right, there are uh, a few approaches. La, but mm. like if you do want to make a web game and you do want to make one with graphics, yeah. then I suggest to use a framework that already exists, like me, Unity. Unity. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, but Unity is for, you can use for both. Unity it, has the, the ability the, to. to be to actually generate like uh installable packages for mm. both Android, iOS and and, oh. and a lot of other platforms. PC, uh, Google Stadia, if you've heard of it, and PlayStation also. So Unity can generate like your package for cover for everything. Not everything, but a lot of platforms. So Unity oh. is one of those free uh studios out there or software out there that actually a lot of uh even professional game companies that you use to, to design their games. Yeah. Oh, so it's called Unity. Yeah, Unity. Oh, what well, I didn't know. Eh? I didn't know that. I thought. I thought. I always thought that when you do game design, right? It's like basically someone just write the code and then you just send that code to 
Apple Store and say, okay, I want to do this game. And then they will approve it. <laughs> and then something will happen at the back end. That's if you want, <laughs> that's if you want to do for from scratch. La. But even if you want to do from scratch, you have to write your own back end code also. That's the thing, you know. You know what I mean? Mm. Unless you want to do uh, uh, a game that f- uh, functions solely on your phone mm. and doesn't rely on any other data outside. Okay. <laughs> so, so okay. What, what, what does that mean? Meaning you solely on your phone, but... So Not the thing outside. is that there are games like for example Pokemon. Yeah. Uh the old Pokemon, right? You mm. didn't need to connect to the internet, you know? Yeah, correct. Because all your data is on your device. Your it's, Game Boy. Yeah. So if I wanted to code like a Pokemon, yeah. I have to on Android. And I don't want to use an engine. I would have to actually learn how to use like the Android uh code to actually build a game mm. and render the 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 game right mm. on on my Android device, which is actually very tiring because you're actually building, in a sense, your own engine to run the game. Or you can just do, you can also don't do an engine, you can just code like every pixel if you want to, to but that will be like, forever. Forever. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, 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 you know. But have you ever played any game that you think, when you play it, right, you think that this is like the most, like they have, the, the, the developers have put in so much effort and so much like basically, like, they do their own engine. They did everything. They didn't use any, any fundamentals. Like, do you give any examples of any games that you think they're like this? Or like, do you think all 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 the all the games that you play are uh use they use Unity? Or... A lot of game companies actually have their own engine. If you think oh. about it, right? They built their own engine, or they built it off like some. Even if they didn't build their own engine, I mean, they had to modify like a pre-existing engine to build yeah. the engine. So actually, right, they. A lot of game companies, right, which do have their, their own engine, mm. they had to have a lot of manpower, but mm. I think it takes a lot of effort to actually build the engine uh, or to build it up. A simple engine may be not so difficult, but as you progress, right, I think you need more and more people to add on to that code bucket. You know? Like when you think of some functionality that you you want to actually add on to that, that, that game engine, then you, you need uh, to have a team of coders uh, behind it. A lot of coding is also about this thing called abstraction. La. You have to think of what you want to achieve. And because uh, you have to think of, of it in terms of like a design. La. So you have to, like for example, if I want to have a game that has, for example, gravity. But if I think further, what what is gravity? Gravity is uh, actually under like a group called forces, la, you know. So I want to have a, like a class in a sense called forces. <clears throat> so that is really like a level of abstraction in a sense that I'm I'm going up further and abstracting this idea of gravity, you know, to forces. Then if I, I think of forces, how how do I code forces, you know, in my game? I think go up a level, forces is maybe a type of entity, you know. Yeah, this is a term that will be used quite commonly in in coding also. Entities. La. So it is uh a subset of this thing called an entity. So you have different entities, you know, like a character is also an entity, a force is an entity, you know. Like. So so you actually so you actually have to know That's if you are you are <laughs> doing game engine design la. I don't think you want to go to, to that la. A lot of times you, if you have the engine that's there for you already, <laughs> use it, you know. But I mean if you're interested, right? Like sure, go ahead. I think I'm not that experienced enough I'm not experienced enough to actually tell you how to build a game engine, but I from what I have coded 
and what I have experienced, right? Uh, yes, la, I think as a coder, as a uh, software developer, right, you do have to have some knowledge about abstraction and you have to work with other people to because you have an idea of how to, to plan something. But maybe someone else has a better idea. So you have to rub against each other in a sense. Uh. You have to, to, to discuss. And I think having more minds, right, make it better in the long run. Because ultimately, right, you all can actually come up working together with other people on the, the idea and trying to come up with a design, right, I think it's better. Because you have more feedback, you know, and then eventually you all can come to a point where you say, oh, this is the best design that we can come up together so far. Yeah. If one person designs, right, then it's only in one person's perspective, you know. Yeah, correct. But and also, then, but also, yeah. if there's too many people who are trying to put, they give their input, there also be there also be called disaster. Yes, so yes, like, yes. Yeah, because yes. some people say, ah, oh, maybe I don't like this. You know, you like so this. So you, 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 you just <laughs> need to get like a few experienced people. I mean, one, two, three, right? To actually think of a design for me, a certain part of the thing. Oh, wow, well, dude! I think you, I think you know a lot about game game design, man. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> this is from from my experience in 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 working on software development, lah. Wait, you you so what you're working so let's say so let's talk about you're working in Singtel now, right? So what you're learning now in Singtel has a has a direct like relation to game design as well. Coding wise la. But coding wise is for you're doing back end, right? Like Oh no, I, I do I have to handle actually actually I'm doing more front end. I'm mobile uh development trainee la mobile developer trainee la. So the thing is that but I know that a, sol- a solution architect, right, or a, a person who actually comes up with a design has yeah. to, as in bounce ideas off someone, or maybe there'll be more than one p- people actually working on this idea. They come up with a design. It doesn't have to be the perfect one, but it has mm. to be good. And this design, right, like has kind of like an abstraction yeah. of what you plan to do. And with, with this uh, abstraction, right, like you can build on top of, of this plan, like your blueprint mm. that you have done for your, your project. Okay, so so now you're doing more front end la, more front end stuff. Mm. And honestly, yeah, when people talk to me about <laughs> front end and back end, right? I just pretend that I know la. I just pretend like, oh yeah, yeah, front end, yeah, back end. But just, to be honest, I don't even know what's the what's the difference between. Uh, so front the front end, end, end will be the the part of the app that is facing the client. So if let's yeah. say I'm a, a gamer, for example. Yeah. Let's talk in terms of game design. So the front end yeah. of my app is basically the game that I'm playing. Okay. I interact with this game. Hmm. This is a game that is built is the front end. Okay. However, this game has to communicate to a server that yeah. actually that actually does all the the, the services now, if you will. I do not know how to describe. But basically it hooks you up with another player. Mm. Uh it records your data also. Uh it records your progress inside the game. And this this is called the back end. You as a client, you do not uh interface with it directly. Okay. You do not interact with it directly. You interact with the game that they're playing. Okay, so the des- so the design part of the game is all front end, like how you how the yes, game is yes, designed. Yes, yes. And then how then why then, so the coding part is for both front end and back end. But the, but you use coding in the front end to to develop like the the characters and the the. So you use coding in front end most of the time, right? All the the code that actually runs yeah. on the computer, right? That actually uh is able to achieve the physics. And all that thing, right? Yeah. It's all front end. It is built on the game engine itself and all that thing. Okay. The back end would be the serv- server that is actually like helping you to hook up to another player or, or saving certain data that you can move across to another PC and use the same 
oh. data. You know? So so that's if you want to do like a uh a, a multiplayer thing one If let's say you're doing let's say like I say like a Game Boy, then that is that's only, totally like front that's, end. That's front no, end no, no, no. If you are not interacting with the internet, right, then there's no back end per se. La. Oh. Okay, now, now I understand. I always, I always, I always get very confused between because people always say, oh, finance is doing some this design and stuff. Then after they say, finance will do coding as well. Yes, then, yes. Yeah, I'm like, design also need to do coding. Yeah. So, um, so the design, usually the designers don't have to do coding because they're usually specialized in, in design. Yeah, design. Yeah. They may have to do some level of coding, but it's, it's a bit simpler than than the logic coding that mm. they have to do from front end. Front end, you have to manage basically logic co- coding for the game client or the app client itself. Yeah. And then you have the yeah, you have to manage that logic line because the it's not just like pretty pictures or or, or sorry, sorry. That's okay. Uh, like areas that you can click, right? Yeah. But yeah. the thing is that when you click those areas, right, they have to do something yeah. to send a signal back to the 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 server. Mm. And so those logic, right, that sends signals back, right, is handled by some coders. Oh, actually do it. It's usually the back end, nah. No, the, those coders who actually do the logic right, have to do the logic on the front end first. Oh, do the front end then. Then, then the signal is sent to the back end, which the back end engineers will handle those, those things. If let's say I receive a, a, a signal from some other client, do do something. Maybe mm. I want to connect to another player, so I send a request to the server to to connect me to some other player. So can you guess get a guy who can do both front end and back end? Actually, for web, right, a lot of people get this thing called full stack developers. So right. I have to do both uh, back end yeah. and front end. Yeah, and it's a very tiresome job, but I think it pays very well. Yeah, it should, because you're doing basically two person's job, right? You're doing everything. La. But <laughs> most of the time, back end developers don't only work by themselves, la, unless uh, you're a startup. La, or, yeah. Yeah, so, so will you consider yourself uh, more front end or, or you also know back end as well? No, I specialize more. I, I have more experience in front end. Mm. But I have built a full stack before when last time, before I even knew what a full stack is. Because the thing is that I was working on, on some project for internship. And at the time, uh, I was supposed to like just build some simple thing, right? But what I ended up learning was learning how to build like some kind of simple back end using this platform called Node.js. I heard that Node.js. Node.js, Node.js yes. So okay. it's it's a, like a like a framework that yeah. allows you to set up a server. Mm. But the code that you have to, to do for that, that server is all in JS. So as, as a JS user or as a full stack developer, you have the benefit in the sense that you only need no one language to actually code both front end and back end. So JS is probably the, the JavaScript. Most- the most versatile one. La, it's the de facto language of the web, la, I'll say. It's a web oh. developer. Reason why... But I think Node.js was built uh, to s- kind of like support uh, full-stack developers. Okay. So that that uh, people who work on front-end also have a not-so-difficult time working on their back-end also. At so, least that's my guess. La. So how many languages do you know like now? Like how many langu- languages can you can you like on the front end for front end I, I, I know JS some JS I know uh, Kotlin that's the Android language Kotlin yeah it used to be Java actually, yeah I thought it was Java uh, recently Google has been moving to this language called Kotlin which is actually Java but in terms of syntax is more similar to 
uh, Swift lah, C plus, C C kind of languages lah. Swift is, is and is Apple right? Is Apple language. Okay. And uh, they they decided to uh, to I guess make it more like Swift lah, or mm. like like C languages lah, if you will, because Swift is also based off this C language or Objective C, if I'm not mistaken. Is that same as C plus plus? It's no. a family of of languages. Yeah, called the C-like languages lah. Oh, I do. I, I, so the original, <laughs> I think the original language was called C. Okay. And then they, some guy went to create C++, which mm. adds on to the C language. Mm. I've only worked with C. I haven't really touched C++. I tried, but uh, the time I was learning object-oriented programming, mainly focused on Java. So when I tried like a bit of C++, I really like, so used to Java, right? Like I didn't want to like go further in. How how easy is it to learn like the new languages? Like, which one do you think you should someone start first before they want to learn other languages? I think uh first before they they start like thinking of learning languages, right? I mean, uh yes, uh, they can choose a language to learn, but they have to learn uh more like programming concepts first, you know. And I think that is is better to actually start with actually learning the concepts behind it. Because once you learn the concepts and you build a foundation, right, yeah. you can actually like move across languages a bit easier, I'll say. Mm. So the the best, one of the best language for beginners, I'll say, right, is still Python. Just the most basic one, right? Python. So it, something that you it's think not is not basic, the- but the thing is that it is easy to use. Okay. Easier to use, easier to learn with. Have you heard of MATLAB? <laughs> Yes, I have <laughs> I have done some some coding with MATLAB long time ago. It was so not, you think so do you think MATLAB or Python? Because I I was learning MATLAB in, in uni la. I feel like it's just really very difficult for me. MATLAB is specialized <laughs> on calculations. I say it's it's a specialized scientific language. Also, it's specific to that lah. I think it's more spe- specific okay. to calculations and and for for sciences. In a way, I'll say Python is better honestly okay. because Python is general purpose. Okay. Python, you can actually use it for more than just, uh, definitely more than just like mm. data science or whatever. You can, I mean, my first programming class, right? Pro- programming 101 in NTU, mm. whatever you call that, right? One of the first projects was actually to create a battleship game. Battleship game? But yeah, with, um, of course, with not, no graphics, but what we did was we used text to render the grids. You know, like, like. Text uh, to render the grids. So. You know, in Battleship, you have a grid, correct? Yeah, yeah, or the grid. Oh, the grid. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So we can use text to render our grid. Okay. Sense. So those uh, underscores and those pipes or those long bars, yeah. uh, you to render our grid, you put X there and all that thing. So it's a simple kind of graphic in a sense already. Last time before, we actually had a GUI or graphic user interface, right? People used to use text and then they represent like graphics also using text. Wait, when you say text, meaning you actually have to write code it out and then you you form like okay so yeah. you have to in a sense then you you learn actually to actually write uh, functions okay to actually code out a grid so because the thing is that if you're gonna like draw everything out right just by text right is it would be much simpler to actually like uh, kind of like define something that helps you do it really. oh okay okay so you, def- so you first draw one then you define that as something then you just basically just copy and paste so so you maybe you you write learn how to write a function okay that is called render grid yeah then you have to think of a way to to actually render that that text or that yeah. grid 
So you have to think of a way to actually take in inputs. Uh. So the inputs that you will take in for a grid yeah. will be, let's say a battleship grid will be the size of the grid. Yeah. With the height, the length. Okay. And then also the other thing that you've taken in input for is probably where the ships are. Because yeah. the thing is that where you put a ship, right, your grid will also be written differently. Like a bar, then a character mm. for that ship, you know, a zero or X, and then another, the bar. So you have to take in all those inputs and try to find a way, right, to kind of like think of how you're going to render that into text. Wow. When you say, when you say text, it trains your, so your, when you say text, right, you mean like you write the code, the text. No, oh. no, no, like text is in because you're for Python, right? You don't yeah. have an image or a GU graphic user interface, right? Yeah. So instead, right, you 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 rely on outputs. Okay. So outputs being like like, I think you've done MATLAB before. You see the outputs, right? Like me. You oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also that. Oh okay, okay. I get what you mean. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I think I think you I think you are. I think you know a lot. Of, like I think you know a lot more about game design. And, coding then I thought you'd be doing like filmmaking and stuff <laughs> oh, no, no, no 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 I mean I, I am still very I would say I'm still very like green I, I, I I'm not like so I'm definitely not industrial standard line I think there's still a lot to learn la. I think you are because you're already working at Singtel already and they actually hire you based on your your degree as a film degree and they take you in and now you're working there for about 8 months really or 9 months so to, still a lot of improvement have to get better so okay oh actually there's a lot of I realized working in Zingtel right there's actually quite a lot of I mean as a coder yeah there's actually a lot of disciplines you have to follow and you have to follow certain uh structure mm. I think which is I think as a coder itself is a good practice as a I don't know it kind of challenges me to like balance a bit of creativity as well as structure you know how yeah because I'm very used to uh, kind of like a bit of a messy way of working now. But now uh, working in actually like a, in the industry, right? I learned that I have to actually uh, be organized in the way that I do my work. Now. Oh. I think that is very important. I think I'm learning that now. Okay. Do you know actually we are already recording for almost one hour, one hour already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know it. I was like, cause, you know, because the, the camera only records for 30 minutes. <laughs> And then it cuts off. Oh. Anyway, the rest again. Because you know why? Because they say that, I, I read it online that uh, if you want to sell a camera that have unlimited recording, right? They will have a additional text with that. And they cannot, oh. they cannot classify it under camera. So every 30, so they only limit to 30 minutes and you cut off and then you have to re-record. So when I press it twice, sorry, once, and then now it's going to shut off again. So we really do it for almost an hour already. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember once in the in the US that, that I was trying to record like this guy yeah. inter- interview in a documentary and then my camera stopped uh, functioning yeah. after a certain amount of time. So yeah, yeah, now yeah. I know why. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> I actually didn't, I didn't know that. Because actually I tried recording when I was alone. La. I was just see how long can you last. Because I don't see how long the battery can last. Then I just record in 29.59, just cut off. Then I, eh, what happened? Then I went to check online and say, oh, there's a limit to all the DSLR or mirrorless cameras. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now let's move on to, now we, we talk about your uh, your degree, your film and you're doing game design. And, and then now let's talk more about your 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 job. So now you're doing, uh, you're working in Singtel, doing more front, front-end work. Yeah, I'll say yeah. But This is not like customer facing. This is 
employee facing. Yeah, more more of that. And so, what are some like day to day tasks you have to do? Because I mean, I, I'm not sure what what you do your work every day, lah. So when you come to work every day, so what's your like your your day to day task? Is it something that is very is it is it something that is always the same or is it always different or yeah? I mean, previously in the development stage, right? Because yeah. now, okay, now so now is in like the the is really released. So there's still development, lah. But previously in the development stage, right, it was. Just day, daily, right, we do have a stand-up meeting. Okay. So it is where actually the whole team, because mm. we work together with uh, some vendors also. Mm. So we, we, we get together on online. And then we discuss our gender for uh, not just the day, but actually this thing called Sprint. So in software development, right, uh, one of, there are a few ways to actually approach a development. One of the methods is actually called the Agile method. Is it another software? Actually, no, 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 no it's, it's right. a methodology. Actually. Okay, okay. It's a way to approach software. So last time, right, when people build software, right, what they do is that they they have like requirements from a client. Correct? Yeah. And then the thing is that uh, they take these requirements, they build for very 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 long, and then after like very very long, they kind of like will release it. And then they realize right that actually clients change their their requirements, change what they want, change what they de- they design for the software. Then they go back to the the working on it and release another release la, But they they basically charge the clients again la, You know, in a sense But it, it becomes very hmm. inefficient now because you have a very long. You work so long on one project, maybe a few months. Yeah. And then you release after that. Hey, you don't like this. <laughs> wait, wait. We say clients because you you are saying you are dealing with internally. Um, we're talking about clients in as in. Uh, it's a software practice in general, la, as Okay, okay, okay. Software okay. development. This okay. this was called, I think, the waterfall method, or whatever they, okay. they call it, la. So they realized that why not we actually build in smaller iterations. So what they they did was they come up with this uh thing called the agile method. Hmm. Yeah, they come up with this method thing called the agile method. I'm still not like super familiar with it, but basically, uh, what they do right is that they actually release their their pro yeah, their product very early on. But they release a what they call a minimally viable product. MEP, uh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then they, they shorten their iterations into sprints. So mm. the sprints can be like two weeks. Uh. So every two weeks I develop a new release mm. based on my client's expectations. I release it. And then after that I get feedback from them. Mm. The next sprint I, I, I make the changes, I make new developments and develop uh, and deliver another release within the next two weeks. This is this is one project. Yes. Like just splitting yes. into that's smaller, yes, smaller. Yes, oh, smaller yeah. iterations. And yeah, that's, that's, that's normal, the agile yeah. method. La. Okay. So yeah, like every day, right, we have like uh, a daily meeting, right? Of, yeah. So the stand up, right, will be a daily meeting of what actually has been achieved in a sprint. Every day? Yes, during development, actually every day we have to have a stand up now. Okay. What has been achieved? Uh, what uh, we need help on? What needs to be debunked and all that thing? And mm. if new issues are, are uh, we spot new issues, right? We also have to bring it up and then work through like how to solve it, you know? That was previously before we, before. So what we did was kind of like agile-like, but in a sense, the internal team mm. is the client. The vendors were our developers in a sense. Yeah, correct. But now we have released to, to employees, right? Mm. So now right, we still have to continue on the agile thing. But 
now like I have to be a support to the 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 actual employees. Yeah. But as well as continue on development. So it's something like a like a patch update every time let's say you you have to support. So our patches will, will be in kind of like two weeks, two weeks. Lah. But then uh what what I do is that uh basically every day I do now now every day I do like get kind of like uh if let's say there are any problems with the app, right? Yeah. I have I get the incidents. Yeah. So so I, I respond to 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 clients and help actually troubleshoot their problem. Yeah. Maybe a workaround for now. Okay. But at the same time I, I still have to work on development also. Because there are actually certain things that they are that they want to do for the like in the next release. So I have to do my development work as well. So it's something mm. like called DevOps la. <laughs> development ops. ops, yes. So you're doing both like doing both the the troubleshooting and also the the development of what's next. Yeah, so I think in the sense you have to be a bit adaptive la. How big is your team now? Internal team is only two, so it's it's a bit difficult. <laughs> the whole Singtel is only two people. Internal team la currently including my boss will be three. I mean for the whole Singtel. No, 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 no. For for this project. This project. Okay, for this project it's only three. This okay, project, okay, okay. Only three okay. But uh I mean hopefully we'll get a bit more people because uh eventually we're still getting like uh support la from from mm. vendor la but uh like eventually we have to take over la, and so yeah, we, la. we need more people la. so what what skills do you think you you need to have when you apply for it when you apply for this job like what what like basically you like what languages do you need to know do you, when, you, when you apply for this for this job mm, Kotlin Android because okay. I applied for a mobile uh, development role la. yeah and I think uh, that was well, at least I needed to have some basics. La. Yeah, la, correct. And thankfully, I, I did have some uh, basics la, as in un, uh, for Kotlin because the thing is that I I coded an app before actually and for our church. La. Okay. And actually, it's thanks to to, to that right, that I actually managed to learn this language actually. Oh. So, doing the interview itself, what did they how did they how how do they test you on like your your skills or something like that? Okay, because I applied for a traineeship role, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing is that uh my boss just asked me questions that like, mm. and while like he did ask me like some technical questions, they weren't too in depth, I'll say. Because mm. it was a traineeship role, like, I think. Uh, but uh I mean I, I did let him know like, like uh what I uh, what I know during the interview and, and and I think subsequently thankfully he decided to hire me la, as a trainer. Yeah, but it was just based on trust la. like he didn't like give you a test or like tell you ask you to like because usually when I hear from other people they're like we tell me oh there's a test that you have to do and you have to solve this and don't do what and then send mm, back this yeah yeah. I, yeah yeah I know what you mean I, I, I've gone yeah. through some interviews and I had to do the test, some right? technical tests yeah. I mentioned Pass some tests, but but some of them I didn't manage to la. But were the tests like difficult or like what 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 do they test on on these tests? Mm, some of them are actually pretty difficult la. Like okay, uh, there's one some, right. Yeah, give me some difficult ones. Yeah. Okay, so I, I applied for like a name the company man. <laughs> a front end <laughs> developer role right. Uh, name the company. Uh, 
I mean, okay, since I'm not working for this company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since you're working for I mean, it's called Beyond Soft, la, but okay. it's a. No, I'm actually like, applied for. This is more like a congregation of smaller companies, but okay. what I was going to do is like in a, in, a sm- in a smaller company under this this large group la, called Beyond mm. Soft. La. So the thing is that I applied for. This one was a front end position, but not for, for mobile. This one was web. Okay. So within like. Uh, one hour, right, or one and a half hours, they give me, like, a series of tasks to complete. Okay. I tell you, this task, right, like, I don't think the test was designed for you to complete them all. Okay. Unless you're super experienced. Yeah. Because the thing is that, actually, this task, right, some of them were not simple, that's the thing. How many tasks were there, like, in this? Like, six. And some of them involved, six. like, you actually, like, uh, making calls to, like, HTTP calls to, like, a certain, uh, Server la, I know one thing. HTTP calls. Like, yeah, like you have to quote the, the front end mm-hmm. and make uh basically make make calls to, to a certain endpoint la. Okay. And the thing is that uh because I'm more used when now right, when I'm coding, uh web at least, right, I'm more used to using this thing called jQuery la, which is like a library of 4GS. So I have extra tools to support me when I do this jQuery, but then without the jQuery, right, like, just using JS myself, right, I really had to reference a lot of things to try and actually, like, complete that test. Reference from where, though? Uh, online sources, lah. So, the Google thing is la. that, yeah, la, you, you, <laughs> I think as a coder, you still need a Google, even if you have coded for so long, because, especially if you work on multiple projects, right, like, like, you will forget the syntax yeah, behind, behind something, but as long as you have the, the core, right, concepts, right, it's very easy to just take back the syntax, right? Code, get it done, you know. So, so for the Beyond Soft interview, so how much do you complete the how much how much you manage to complete the six tasks out of six? I think I completed about sixty to seventy percent. They not only tested uh your uh the 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 particular test did not only test your 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 knowledge with the platform. They also test your your kind of math skills a bit and math your, skills yeah like what, your, <laughs> they ask you like knowledge. multiplication uh. like <laughs> what kind of math skill they ask you I, I'm not joking you know I think there was one thing about uh, I think if let's say certain things not really in like math skills I don't know how to say like array like increment of, of stuff I don't know how to it's more, of, more logical is it logical kind logical of kind of yeah of yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, I thought the math like you're talking about like the I think that one I managed to do it. It's just the uh, some of the the more technical questions, right? I did not manage to to complete them in time, Because one and a half hours really uh, very little time to actually do what they asked for, la. But you, I think mm. it's still a valuable experience, la. Okay, so so do you think anyone? So you say that you don't no, think I, anyone I, can no, complete no, it? No, no, no. I don't mean that. Sorry, I'm yeah. sure that people <laughs> can complete it. It's just that at that level, right? I was not prepared la, to, to complete it la, because I'm not such an experienced web programmer you know mm. but they'll, I think it's also because they have an array of of different different questions also most of the time right you do have a few specializations but it's very it's not easy to have like a general knowledge of everything you know oh yeah that's true you have to work very long I think to gain that general experience oh, so how long was you how long was you actually work as a maybe in a startup at least two three years I don't know 
in a startup lah. Yeah, yeah. Because in a startup, I think they they do challenge you. But now, yeah, but nowadays, uh, I feel like, I mean, just based on what I hear lah, is that a lot of younger people they do. I mean, I say younger people lah, but I would say that new new graduates that they don't really join startups because I mean. I think very very a big factor is because of the paycheck lah. Because from let's say mm. Facebook, Google, and all these things, they all pay like six seven k at one at one go. So people don't really see that kind of like potential to to join a, or 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 that kind of like incentive to join a startup. Yeah. So in your opinion, lah, do you think that people should at least go and try to join a startup first? Because you say you can learn a lot more there, right? Yeah, as compared to let's say you work at Google or Amazon or something like that. I mean, I think it's good to to join a startup because you're challenged, lah. That's that's true. Yes, yes, I agree. and I, I think uh, I think I mean, encourage that challenge, lah. Not only that, you are so, uh, if you have an open mind, right? You are able to actually like, and also if you have the favor of your colleagues and of course your higher. Uh, bosses, you're able to actually talk with them. That's the thing. Yeah, lah, correct. Stream people like the founder, especially in the startup, right? You're able to get like their perspectives. You know, able to actually get, uh, their thinking process, lah. So in a sense, understand what they are trying to. Yeah, lah. And I think that's very valuable, especially if you yourself want to like do something in the future. You know. Yeah. Because I think it's very valuable to actually get like experience and knowledge, lah. Uh, even if you may not be like making a lot right right now, right? But I think the your expansion of your perspective and also the 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 technical knowledge that you gain, right, will help you in future if you actually have have plans to actually like build certain systems or you. Who knows? Maybe you have suddenly you have an idea, you know. Yeah, that, la, that correct. You yourself can actually build upon. La. But yeah, la, but yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Completely that like people should actually win. Try start up and gain the experience. Um, yeah, but people always say that yeah they don't pay a lot, long. That's that's always the the big thing. It's like I mean like if let's say I'm a let's say you're the number one, you're a better Victorian for computer science in NUS or NTU or whatever, and then you get offered two jobs, right? One from let's say Facebook, that's gonna pay you like eight thousand dollars a month, and a startup that will pay you let's say four thousand a month. I mean. The incentive is always going, mm. going to lean you more towards there. And then, I mean, of course, if the startup, if the startup itself can pay eight thousand, of course, maybe to think about it, lah. Because and also not only that, the startup also do kind of like you, you are startups are pretty lean, so it's more likely that yeah. you know you're going to be <laughs> do yes, a, yes. a much more yeah much more work as compared to let's say working at Facebook, you get more spread out, yeah, the workload. So yeah, that's something that I I, I kind of see that people that's why they don't really want to join because. You just don't see that kind of, uh, how to say like uh, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a, short sighted incentive because, working at Facebook in the long term also is also not say bad. It's a bad yes, thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a promoter, you get paid more again, and then or you can like change to another company and actually have a higher position there. So. Yeah, and it's more recognized the company. I mean, if yeah, you just say you yeah, have yeah. Facebook in your resume, yeah lah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, I I guess it's really just up to to like, where do you want to be? You know, do you want to be kind of always working on somebody else's dream, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> or, or do you have an intention of like actually building something yourself? Yeah, in the future. So it's all about what 
what you what what's your future goals lah? Yeah. Okay. But I think even if you do work like, uh, in another company, right? You can always have a dream. I mean, in an established company, you can always have a dream to build something, lah. Just that, I think your incentive of leaving will be less. Okay. And also, right? You do not. You may not actually get the opportunity to actually interact with your top boss so okay. often as compared to mere startup. You know where. Yeah. They really have like me people with really fresh ideas and and people who you can just connect to like directly. Yeah, you know exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think what time? I think it really. Yeah. Three thirty already. Yeah, I think we have to go soon. So, actually, I have a lot more questions to ask. Ah, uh, but I think we will just end here, and I think I learned a lot from from you, especially about game design. And it's still very complicated to me. It's still like a lot of confusion in my brain, and I need to process. Actually, I mean, if you're able to get like like a like a pro- professional game designer, yeah, why not, man? Like I'm not a professional, you know. So me, some of the things that I say, people may may criticize me for sure. Go ahead, lah, because I think I do not have like like that level of knowledge yet. But I yeah think la. think I'm willing to learn also, and and I think that's my end goal to actually like. Yeah, la, I mean, I mean, I mean, everyone has their own opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's no, there's no right or wrong. So I don't think anyone would say anything about that, lah. Yeah, but yeah, very interesting to to hear from someone who who graduated with a uh, film 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 degree or NTU, and then working as a software engineer, kind of software engineer in Singtel. So yeah, that's very. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, cause I always, to me, like in the back of my head, I always like, how do I, how do we link that? that like, like, how do I, <laughs> how did, how did that happen? Yeah. So, knowing that it was quite, knowing knowing it now is quite interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. So. Yeah. Thanks. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you soon. Like basically later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, any any last words you want to say? Please mm. hire. <laughs> thanks, Morris, for the time. Uh, no problem, man. No problem. Uh, hope, hope I didn't give out too too much information, but whatever. No lah, it wasn't a lot. Of, it wasn't very. Uh, I didn't ask you a lot of your yeah, company yeah, information, yeah. Yeah, So it wouldn't. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, man. Thank you. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, let me.